What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of In My Prime. Today is Tuesday. We got four NBA picks already locked in. It's late at night, stayed up late. To be honest, I'm a little bit fired up because of the Broncos' big win against the Bills. Oh my gosh, man. Like, I don't know if we deserve to win that game, like, whatsoever. But a win's a win. We have beat the Chiefs and the Bills back to back. And if you told me that at the start of the year, like, I would say you're such full of shit. But uh, my Broncos are turning up right now, and I am very excited. So even though it's late, I do got a little bit of energy because of that, probably. And yeah, so I got four plays for tomorrow. Big NBA slate, work tomorrow, so probably won't be able to get stuff out until later in the day, if I even do get anything else out. Uh, but anyways, guys, uh, plays have been posted at Dub Club for a little bit. Uh, I got a free trial going on for a month. Uh, it's on, I promoted a lot. Sorry if I'm fucking annoying with it, but uh, it's in a pinned tweet. If you want plays in real time, free trial. You don't got to pay anything. Um, try it out. If you think it provides you value, then you can stay, obviously. And if not, then... No problem uh, leaving, but yeah, had the place posted in Dub Club. Has have a little bit of line movement already, and uh, that's that's unfortunate. But anyways, uh, getting into the place. First play is an under. We're going to Charlotte. We're taking Lamella Ball under twenty five and a half points. Played that at minus one fifteen at DK. So um, let me quick get into the write up. Lamelo basically Lamelo. <laughs> He has had, like, no success whatsoever against the Heat team. I know that uh, LaMelo has been quite literally on fire recently. Obviously, with Terry Rogier, volume has been crazy. Uh, but he, he has, like, ran into some very easy matchups outside of the Knicks one. Obviously, the Knicks one was very impressive. impressive. He went off there. Um, but, yeah, outside of that, like, he's played the Wizards twice. He's played the Mavericks those are some very, very easy matchups for for LaMelo Ball. So um, he went off, and I'm sorry, guys. My uh, Wi-Fi is actually down right now, and that's awesome. So I'm trying to sign in so I can read my analysis. Okay, can I get it? There we go. Okay, yeah, so nice mel- uh, sell, sell spot. Glare gets some pretty easy matchups. Now he gets the Heat, very solid defense, as we know. They rank ninth in defensive rating this year. LaMelo, he has had awful success against Miami. Over the last two years, he has averaged 14.7 points per game over seven games against Miami. Uh, He has not scored more than 19 points against them in all seven games. And digging deeper into the matchup, uh, in the pick and roll, if he engages Mark Williams in the pick and roll, which... He probably will be most of the time. Got Bam, who will switch out onto him. Haywood Highsmith, uh, if you don't know him, he's a guy. He's athletic. He competes his ass off. He's a very solid defender. He'll probably be the primary defender on LaMelo. It's also worth noting that it's an in-season tournament game, so we should get a pretty locked-in Heat team on the defensive end. You know, Heat, they got a lot of guys who are undrafted or on rookie deals who don't make a lot of money and... uh that's just like a little little incentive for them to be extra locked in here. So yeah, guys, uh, Lamelo, he has been awesome recently. I'm not gonna deny that, but because of that, it's giving us a nice high number. 
Um, and you, I just can't ignore the success that this Miami Heat team has had uh, against LaMelo in the past. Um, yeah, like I said, it might be scary fading him. He's going to take a lot of shots. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, he hasn't even scratched 20 over the past two years against them. So, cool with fading LaMelo here. He can drop 25 all he wants as long as he doesn't get to that 26. Screw it. It's all good. And also, I would play it down to 24 and a half because... Yeah, I, I think he probably finishes around like 21 or 22 right here. All right, uh, next play. It is Spencer Dinwiddie over 13 and a half points. I mean, they don't have Cam Thomas. They don't have Ben Simmons, who obviously Ben Simmons doesn't shoot the ball. But what he does do is he creates a ton of shots for non-shot creators, guys who their team is mostly composed of, to be honest, like DFS, uh, not a shot creator. Royce O'Neal, not a shot creator. Cam Johnson, not really a shot creator at all either. So just a ton of guys. All the, Most of their wing guys are not shot creators at all. Um, they have Mikel, who probably isn't at his best when he's being forced to create for himself, but he will be here. And then Cam Johnson, those are the two guys who are going to take a lot of shots. Uh, I already talked about Cam Johnson. He's not much of a self-creator. Lottie Walker, he is a self-creator, but he's like super banged up. I think he's going to play through it, but... He re-injured his knee, and it, uh, he, he made a comment saying that he's basically playing on one knee, but he plans on playing through it. So him being banged up also uh, should uh, force more shots to Dinwiddie. So Dinwiddie, I'm not going to lie, he's been pretty bad this year. Uh, but last year with the Nets, he did average 16.5 points per game despite shooting 40.4% from the field and 28.9% from deep. Uh, last game without Cam Thomas was not good, but it's giving us a low number. Uh, he only took 10 shots, shot 3 for 10, over 5 from deep. And he still ended up at 12 points because he got to the free throw line a decent amount. Uh, played 31 minutes, and if you look around, McCall literally had 29 shot attempts. Cam Johnson had 16, shot 5 for 16. I expect uh, Dinwiddie to get some of that volume here. Matchup against the Magic, it's 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 tough. Magic have been real solid on defense, but I mean, man, I, I just think that Dinwiddie, uh, with his with him being able to create create shots for himself, being able to play off the dribble, uh, he should be he really should be taking fifteen shots here, man. Like I know last game doesn't back that up, but just like looking around at who the Nets have. Like, Dinwiddie really should be taking around 15 shots, so I'm going to project more volume. Like I said, McCall took literally 29 shots, and that probably not, is not going to be the case here. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I'm just really chasing volume. So four, 13 and a half points for Dinwiddie uh, with who the Nets have out, I think it's just way too low. I think that he has a real, sh real chance to score, like, 20, 25 here. Uh, just because he's, he really should have a ton of volume. So Spencer Dinwiddie over 13 and a half points. Oh, sorry. I think I forgot to say where I put it. Oh, uh, the Lamelo under 25 and a half was minus 115 at DK. Dinwiddie is also minus 115 at DK. Next play is Kawhi Leonard over 22 and a half points. Uh, that is also minus 115 at DK. So, uh, yeah, I know the Clippers are a mess right now. Um, they kind of suck, but they shouldn't suck because they have Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. They got a ton of ton of players. 
Anyways, uh, Kawhi, we know Kawhi, man. He's not washed. Like, do not listen to none of that shit. He is not washed at all. He is good enough to score 30 points against anyone, any matchup. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Like, Kawhi, he's him. He is still amazing. Um, This is just such a good spot game, in my opinion. Clippers, like I said, they're on a five-game losing streak. Kawhi, he's fed up. He's mad. Uh, there was some – his uh, post-game – I remember seeing some stuff about him, and he was just not happy at all. Clippers, they're not going to beat Denver on the road unless Kawhi goes off. Like, Kawhi knows that. I'm sure Ty Lue knows that. I'm sure deep down fucking Paul George, James, they all know that shit too. They need Kawhi to go off. Kawhi, and like I said, Kawhi knows that too. Kawhi, he's a winner. He's an ultimate competitor. And he like there's a few, few select guys in the league that I trust to treat certain games with a killer mindset, and this game just fits that mold for him, man. I, I, I really do truly trust Kawhi to come in and just treat this game uh, like he's going to come out to kill. Uh, we So we know he's going to need to play big minutes. We know he's going to need to be aggressive. Um, he's taken at least 15 shots in every game since the Harden trade. Uh, he's over in his last 32 out of 37 games with at least 32 minutes and at least 14 field goal attempts. So... Like I said, man, we know that Kawhi is going to play big minutes. He, he has to, and we know he has to be aggressive, and we know he's going to be aggressive giving the spot. So just crazy hit rates when he meets those thresholds. All right, guys, honestly, uh, the Clippers, they are, get them getting blown out, it definitely is in the range of outcomes at Denver. Denver is obviously a really good team. They're really good at home. However, with no Jamal Murray, their team takes a significant hit. Um they I, they just lost to like Houston without Jamal Murray, and uh, honestly, man, just like given this spot, every single Clipper player who's gonna see the floor, they should play extremely hard. They should leave it all out on the court, and um, yeah, man, I, I just trust the Clippers to at least keep it close enough here. I, I I really think that they play really hard. Kawhi is gonna be locked in, and I I think that they keep it close. So, yeah, man, all in all, man, I, I just, I really do trust Kawhi in this spot to demand the ball, to be one of the best players on this planet. He can get to 23 points on bad efficiency. If he if he's being aggressive like I think he's going to be, he can get to 23 points on bad efficiency. But, like I said, man, Kawhi, he is one of those ones in spot games where you need him. Like, he, most of the time, way more than not, he's showing up. So, I'm not projecting bad efficiency. And, uh, yeah, man, I just think he's going to be really aggressive. Aaron Gordon will probably be on him. Uh, Kawhi, like I said, he just gets to his spots. Uh, when he's on, no one's, like, throwing him off. He can draw fouls. Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, um, actually, I don't even know what I'm going to say. So, yeah, it is a tough, like, Aaron Gordon is a good defender. I'm not going to say that he's not. He's a really good defender. But I, I just really expect Kawhi to demand the ball, be aggressive in this spot. And, uh, yeah, the 23 points for Kawhi, I mean, come on. All right, next uh, play, final play for the pod is Isaiah Stewart of the Detroit Pistons. Over 20.5 points, rebounds, and assists. That played that at minus 119 at Caesars. So Stewart, this year, he has cleared this line in 6 out of 11 games uh, this year. But big thing here, no Jalen Duren. Uh That's massive. Let me quick search up Jalen Duren's stats. Uh, Jalen Duren's stats. 
Jalen Duran this year, he averages 12.6 points, 10.6 rebounds. But uh, some of that has been skewed. Like, this dude is just a 3.1 assist, too. He is a huge rebounding hog. Um, he is a pain presence. Without Duran last game, Stewart, he had 17 points on 13 field goal attempts, 4 free throw attempts, 11 rebounds, and he had 2 assists as well. Um yeah, like I said, Duran, he's obviously a rebound hog, but he also doesn't stretch the floor, and he forces Isaiah Stewart to play pretty exclusively from the outside, which Stewart actually can shoot the, the, the three ball pretty well. But with Duran out, Bagley comes in. Bagley's a significantly worse rebounder. He can stretch the floor a little bit. Isaiah Stewart's not forced to play exclusively from the outside when sharing the floor with Duran. Isaiah Stewart, if you look at his minutes this year, like they've been really, really good. He's played at least 31 in every single game. And if we go back to last year, without Jalen Duren, uh, with at least 24 minutes, he has cleared this line in six out of seven games. He has averaged 26.6 points, rebounds, and assists in those games. And the one miss was against the Knicks, who, with Mitchell Robinson, um, Knicks are like the best rebounding team in the NBA. It's really hard to get rebounds on them. It's really hard to score in the interior on them as well. So that's just like a really, really tough matchup. Now it's against the Hawks, who they are a good rebounding team. Like, I'll give them that. Clint Capella can clean the glass. Uh, they have solid rebounding numbers on the year. But they suck at defense. They give up a ton of points. Um, play really fast. And, yeah, man, just I think that this line is it, just too low for Isaiah Stewart uh, with the minutes he's been playing this year and with no Jalen Dern. Like, the volume, he'll get, he'll get his shots up. He'll ha- he, like he could spike on points, drop like fourteen points. He could spike on rebounds, have like twelve rebounds or something like that. Um, his points and rebounds line is at nineteen and a half, and with the minutes he's been playing, I think Stewart's averaging like two assists or something. So, uh, like, who knows, man? He could spike and get like three, four assists, give some value there. But um, yeah, man, uh, I just think that this line is too low without Jalen Dern for Isaiah Stewart, who is pretty tenacious on the gra- on the glass when asked to be. Uh, he'll get his shots up, all that good stuff. So 20.5 PRA for Isaiah Stewart over is my last play for this one. All right, and I kind of just, I'll touch on a lean I have that I could, didn't get to the window on. Uh, I felt like the line was a little bit too high for my touch. Not saying it's too high because I, I might even end up playing it if it, especially if it drops a little bit. But um, Zion Williamson over twenty five and a half points. So he literally hasn't hit this once at all. But similar to the Kawhi play, the Pelicans are on like a massive losing streak. CJ McCollum's out. Um, Trey Murphy's out. Like they're missing a ton of guys. They're playing against Dallas, who allows like the second most points in the paint, I believe. And this is the. Pelicans are at home. It's a in-season tournament game. Should have like a nice crowd. I just I really like the spot for Zion to be like ultra ultra aggressive. And I mean, the past two years he's averaged like 26, 27 points. We know that he's capable of this. We've seen Zion a couple games ago in a competitive game play 36 minutes or 37 minutes, I believe. So, um this game should be competitive, man. Just like the Clipper spot. Like this Pelicans should be super focused, give a ton of effort. And uh yeah, man. I, I just think that Zion he's not gonna go under this line every time. I mean the books are setting it at this line for a reason. Like the last five hit bros 
last five game bros would be having a field day with the under on this shit, but sportsbooks aren't stupid, man. They're not going to set this up for no reason. I think that the PRA is also kind of in play, just in case you're like a little bit nervous about maybe ends up getting double teamed if he starts eating. But uh, Dallas is like a really bad rebounding team too, so I think that Zion is just like in for a massive, massive game here. All right, so that's my last lean. That's uh, all I'm going to talk about today on the pod. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully you guys got some value out of this. If you did, make sure to leave a solid review on that. Give me some five-star treatment, boy. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I get it. But, um, yeah, guys, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, make sure if you want my plays in real time, avoid line movement. We're already getting some decent line movement on these plays already. And like I said, man, with, with, the, with the NBA, overnight plays are get, get juiced, like, ridiculously, ridiculously fast. And if you want to win in the long term, beat the books, beat the lines. That's how you do it. And uh, joining the dub club, like I said, free trial going on right now will help you do that. All right. Thank you. Peace out.